0: Good day, all. Welcome to another season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, your one and only Dr. Kamla Dee, here to teach you Bible truth, to help you grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace by teaching Bible truth. Not my truth, Bible truth. Here we read scriptures that contain God's word. Remember to pray and ask God for understanding. Put your learning hats on, get your Bibles, invite family and friends, take notes, and let's learn Bible truth. Good day everyone. Today is Saturday, January the 28th of the year 2023. I am the host of Founder and teacher of Learning Bible Truth Ministries, your one and only Dr. Kamala D. To God be all the glory. All the glory. This year is passing by fast. We have reached January the 28th already. My God, we'll be in February next week, Saints, if I'm not mistaken, next Wednesday. But um, let me tell you something. I want to thank each and every one of you to God be all the glory, because I'm just one of his ministers he is using to tell the truth. But this series has taken off. It lets me know that you want to know the truth and you want to know how to build on your faith so that God can start moving in your life. I know that last week's episode, which was episode number six, we talked about how God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, how a wavering faith is no faith. Let not that man expect to receive anything from the Lord. And let me tell you something, when the Bible talks about having faith the size of a mustard seed, it's not talking about you having a small faith. Okay. Cause Jesus already confirmed that, you know, uh, if you don't have faith, you don't have faith period. But the size of a mustard seed indicates that you have the faith. So now you need to build on it. And the only way you can build on it is by the word of God. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Yes. So we're going to continue to build on that. We are talking about in in the New Testament series, a faith that surpasses all understanding, how your unbelief can prevent God from working on your behalf. I mean, if he sent his son, his only son to die for us, to die for our sins, because let me tell you, it's no way I could have gotten it right without God. I couldn't. I I would have been on my way to hell. And you, too, whether you want to admit it or or not, you, too, would have been on your way to hell without Jesus. The least we can do is believe him. Yes, the least we can do is believe him. That's the godly principles that he have out here that we just believe him. And we're going to talk more about that so that you can build on your faith. So with that said, saints, I'm still in the new King James version. I want you to go to Matthew chapter 13, Matthew chapter 13. And I will be reading, um, beginning at verse 53 to verses 58, And while you are looking for Matthew chapter 13, you can pause the tape. And when you come back, we will be on the same page. Hallelujah. So I am reading verse 53 of Matthew chapter 13. This is after Jesus uh, had shared a couple of parables with his disciples. Verse 53 says, now it came to pass when Jesus had finished these parables that he departed from there when he had come to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? So it's evident that he was performing miracles as well. Is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon and Judas. So we know Jesus had brothers. Mary did not remain a virgin. Jesus was the firstborn and oldest and he was virgin born. His father is the heavenly father, the God who created the heavens and the earth and everything in it and everything under it, the moon and the stars. That's Jesus's real father. Okay. And Verse 56 says, and his sisters, so we know he had sisters, Mary and Joseph, they consummated their marriage saints after Jesus. Jesus had brothers. They didn't name his sisters here, but uh, 56 says, and his sisters, are they not all with us? Where then did this man get all these things? What things Uh, The wisdom to to share in a synagogue and, and perform all these miracles. Verse 57. So they were offended. They were angry. They were upset at him. Jesus. They were upset at Jesus. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. But verse 58 is what I want you to focus on. Listen to verse 58 carefully. It says, now he, Jesus, did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. He could not do mighty works because of their unbelief, because of their lack of faith, because they didn't know who he was and they didn't believe who he was. We just read that. Now, there is another account. I want you to go to Luke chapter 4. Luke Chapter four, verses 14 through 24 is what I'm going to be reading because you got to remember, I compared these accounts, uh, last week with the different gospels. They don't contradict one another. One has more information than the other. And then it depends on who the audience was. And Luke has more information than Matthew. Okay. So I will be reading, uh, Luke four, Verses 14 through 24. Pause the tape. When you find it, come back. We'll be on the same page. I am reading verse 14. Then Jesus returned in the power of the spirit to Galilee and news of him went out through all the surrounding region. Verse 15 says, and he taught in their synagogues. So now we're about to read what Jesus taught being glorified by all, by all of who those in the synagogue, because we read in Matthew that he was rejected. By some, not all. Verse 16 So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. Now, as custom, this is what Jesus did on a regular basis. Verse 17 says, And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. So what we are reading in Luke is what Um, Matthew did not record. We are reading what the people heard in the synagogue. Verse 18 says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty or either freedom to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and that is being oppressed by the devil and his people. Verse 19 says, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Verse 20, then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say that, Say to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. He was letting them know that the prophet Isaiah was referring to him. And this scripture was just fulfilled in your hearing or either in your presence. Verse 22 says, so all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words, which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? So we know talking about the same people. In the synagogue, as Matthew, verse 23, he said to them, you will surely say this proverb to me, Physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in your country. Verse 24, then he said, surely I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. So we know this is the same event, but Luke records more of that event. So if you look back at verse 22, it says, so all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words, which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? So right there, they didn't know who he was. They didn't know that he was the Messiah saints. And, uh, we looking at two events that occurred, but, One has more than the other. The Bible does not contradict itself, but one of the Gospels may have more information than the other. Like Luke tells what the people heard. Mm -hmm. Now I want you to go to John. We are going to look at a faith that surpasses all understanding. We are going to look at how Jesus will heal based on your faith. My God, this faith, uh, look, Jesus himself had to marvel at this. And I will be reading uh, verses 43 to 54, John chapter four. Remember, you can pause the tape, look for the scripture. When you get there, you can press play and we will be on the same page. But I am commenced to reading verse 43. Now, after the two days, he departed from there and went to Galilee. Verse 44, for Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. So we know he had just left that event. Verse 45. So when he came to Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the things he had did in Jerusalem at the feast. For they also had gone to the feast. Verse 46 says, so Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee where he had made the water wine. That was the first miracle he had performed. And this is going to be the second, by the way. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and employed him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, unless you people see a, see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe he wasn't talking to the man. He was talking to the people, the witnesses that had rejected him. Cause remember, we are talking about the same event that Luke and Matthew recorded verse 49. The nobleman said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, go your way. Your son lives. So the man believed. Let me say that again. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and he went his way. Verse 51 says, and as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him saying, your son lives. Then he inquired of them the time or either the hour when he got better. And they said to him yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at that same hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives. And he himself believed and his whole household. Verse 54 says, this again is the second sign Jesus did when he had come out of Judea into Galilee. But saints, I want you to focus on this. Verse 53 says, so the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives. So Jesus didn't have to go and lay his hands on the man. I don't have to come to you and lay my hands on you. The elders of the church don't have to come and lay their hands on you. If you believe and receive that Jesus is still healing today through the power of God, you will be healed. Your loved one will be healed. I want you to go back to, look, this is so important. When Jesus said it, it in verse, verse 47, let me pick up at voice, verse, uh, verse 47 again. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea and Galilee, he went to him. He went to him because he knew that Jesus was the Messiah and that he was the healer. He went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. And he talking about the other people, not this man. Cause this man, for him to go to Christ, he had to believe he was going to heal him. That's why he went to him. In verse 49, the noble man said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. There was no wavering faith here. I need y'all to understand that that man was pressing Christ. He was saying, just come before my son dies. The man was upset about his son, not Jesus taking his time. The man knew that Jesus was the healer. Okay. He's just saying, just come. He's nervous about his son dying. But Jesus said in verse 50, go your way. Your son lives. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke and he went his way. Hallelujah. All Jesus did was speak a word. That's why in some of my prayers, when when I'm uh, praying for people to be healed, I say, Lord, send your word and heal this person. People often send me prayers. Can you pray for this person? Can you pray for that person? Absolutely. If I can be there in person, I will. But from here, I can intercede. Lord, send your word. But if you are a believer, you can do it. Hallelujah. You can do it. Now, with that said, saints, let's go to Matthew chapter 8. Mm hmm. Matthew chapter eight. I have to go there too, saints. So Uh, let's see here. Matthew chapter eight. I'm still in the new King James. I need to make sure I am in Matthew chapter eight and I will be reading verses one through eight. verses 1 through 18 are you with me saints I'm not there yet either so (laughs) don't feel bad I am not there either uh okay I'm here now so saints if you're not there yet because I was struggling I want you guys to pause the tape but I'm reading when you come back we will be on the same page verse 1 says When he, talking about Jesus, had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came to him. A leper is someone with leprosy, which is a skin disease, and they were not allowed to be around people. And worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Now, let me pause right here just for a second. Just for a second. We are not to listen to what the leper is saying. What we are to focus on here is that he came to Jesus and he said, if you are willing, I don't know if this is where people are getting it from. Um, because right here, verse three tells us what Jesus says is what we should be focusing on. Not what the man says. Well, Lord, if it's your will, heal me. No, that's a wavering faith. That's a wavering faith. Verse three says, then Jesus put out his hand and touched him saying, I am willing right there. Case closed. So we already know it is the will of God to heal. Not if you are willing because God is no respecter of persons. So he is always willing to heal based on your belief. And honey, this is just the tip of the iceberg. I have a lot of stuff to share with you throughout this series. Okay. So verse three, again, then Jesus put out his hand and touched him saying, I am willing be cleansed. He spoke his word, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Immediately that man was healed. Verse four says, and Jesus said to him, see that you tell no one, but go your way. Show yourself to the priest. This is what they did in the old Testament and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Now, like I said, we, we don't go to the priest because Jesus was still under the Old Testament law. He came and he actually is the only person who ever walked this earth to keep the entire law without sinning. You have to remember he was without sin. Yeah, everybody else is a sinner. See, you can't die for someone's sins if you are a sinner. Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. I know I couldn't save myself. Jesus saved me. Now, I don't know about you. But he saved me and he healed me. Now, I didn't want to digress too much, but I want you to focus on verse three. What Jesus said, I am willing to be cleansed. I am willing. So we do not have a wavering faith when it comes to healing. We either believe or we don't. You have nothing, uh, nothing, uh, you know, to lose. You have everything to gain by believing God. And see, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you're hearing his word now if he healed back then, he'll heal you today. Now let's pick up at verse five, because I'm reading all the way to verse 18. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Now I want y'all to check out this faith, a faith that surpasses all understanding. Verse eight the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. He not even worthy of that. They have the presence of the Lord in his home, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Just speak a word and my servant will be healed. So was he a witness to the other healing that Jesus did when he told that man that his son, was going to live. Jesus never even went to the house. He said, your son lives. So was he a witness to that? Cause see, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And was he a witness when the man announced that his son was healed? Okay, let's keep going. Verse nine says, for I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go and he goes and to another come and he comes and to my servant do this and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed him, I'm adding him, assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith a faith that surpassed even Jesus's understanding not even in Israel. Verse 11 says, And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Verse 12, But the sons of the kingdom, talking about the Israelites, the children of Israel, will be cast out into outer darkness. And this is including anybody who don't believe on Christ. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Verse 13, Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way. And as you have believed, so let it be done for you as you have believed. Now, are you starting to see the picture why a lot of people are not being healed? You got people praying for you that don't believe what they're saying. You got people praying "Time well, away. If it's God's will, they'll live. If it's God's will, they'll die. So when is it's God's will for somebody to die at the age of 12, at the age of 20, 30, 40, 50, when is that God's will? When is. Have you ever read a scripture, send it to me, where God just didn't heal someone just because he just didn't feel like it. Jesus, every time somebody came to him, he healed. And the Bible is clear. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he healed back then, he is healing today. And if he's healing today, he will heal tomorrow. Verse 13 again. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. And as you have believed, so let it be done for you based on your belief. That's why God. that is when God will move. And that's why you are healed. If you believed it, you will, and you receive it, you will receive that healing. And his servant was healed that same hour. Verse 14 says, now, when Jesus had come into Peter's house, He saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So that was Peter's mother-in-law. Verse 15 says, so he touched her. He touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and served them. Verse 16, when evening had come, they brought him to many who were demon possessed, many. And he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. All he didn't eliminate any. He healed all who were sick that he was brought to heal or who came to him for healing. Verse 17 says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And the final verse, verse 18 says, and when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave a command to depart to the other Hallelujah. Hallelujah, saints. Now I want you guys to go to Luke chapter nine. We are going to go to Luke chapter nine, and I have to go there as well. So let's go there together. I'm still in the new King James uh, version of the Bible chapter nine. Oh my, verse 51. Go all the way to verse 51 and I I will be reading verses 51 through 56, 51 through 56. And I am reading, this is about a uh, Samaritan uh, village rejects the savior. And I'm reading this for a different reason, but I want you to uh, understand why Christ came. This is why I chose this scripture. This is one of the reasons why he came. Verse 51. Now it came to pass when the time had come for him to to be received up, talking about received up to heaven uh, or received up to uh, die for the sins of the world on the cross. That's what I'm talking about. So I'm correcting myself now. I'm sorry. Received up that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face. And as they went, they entered a village of the Samaritans to prepare for him. Uh, Verse 53 says, but they did not receive him because his face was set for the journey of Jerusalem. Now we already know the Jews and the Samaritans didn't get along because remember the woman at, at Jacob's well, the apostles wanted to know why Jesus was talking to that Samaritan woman because the Jews had issues with Samaritans. They were beefing. Okay. Verse 54 says, and when his disciples, James and John saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just as Elijah did back, back in the biblical days, the days of the prophets, because Jesus was the final prophet, by the way. Listen to what Jesus response was. But he turned and rebuked them. He rebuked his disciples. He had given them authority to cast out demons and to to heal the sick and all this stuff. And this is what they wanted to use their power for or either their authority for. And Jesus rebuked them and said, you do not know what manner of spirit you are of. See, Jesus was about healing and delivering. He didn't care that they didn't want to receive him there. They really didn't know who he was. He didn't care. He was on a mission. He was on a mission. His sight was set on Jerusalem and the Samaritans didn't have, you know, they, they didn't have a a relationship with the Jews. They knew Jesus, Jesus was a Jew and those with him was a Jew. And remember one of his uh, brothers was with him, James and John was with him, not John the Baptist. We're talking about uh, John the apostle. John the Baptist was not an apostle. He was the baptizer, one paving the way for the Messiah and, um, Finally, verse 56 says, for the son of man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. Jesus didn't come to destroy anybody. He came to save. So this just shut down those who are thinking, oh, God going to get him. God, watch what happened. Oh, he had this wreck because God did it. God didn't do nothing. Uh uh-uh, That's the devil in his work. I have a question for you. Tell me why you are always accusing, not all of y'all, this is to those who, if the shoe fits, wear it. How come you are always accusing God of doing things that the devil does? Did y'all allow Satan to convince you or deceive you that he doesn't exist and that everything that we see happening is just God doing it? God is in control, but he ain't controlling all the disasters we are seeing. He's not controlling all of these active shooter events we are seeing. This is the work of the devil. Jesus came to destroy the work of the devil. So how are you allowing Satan to speak to you in these scriptures and twist these scriptures to make you think that God is doing it? I'm I'm just, I'm asking and I'm asking in love because you need to hear this again. Verse 55, but Jesus turned and rebuked them and he said, you do not know what manner of spirit you are of. So even those who are following Christ can be misled. Jesus telling them, you don't even know what manner of spirit you are of. For the son of man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Now, if you couple this with John 10, 10. For the thief comes not except to steal, to kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life right here. You'll know it ain't Jesus. It ain't God. The father, the creator of the heavens and earth doing all of these of, of these horrible and horrific things we are seeing going on in this world today. I just thought I'd share that. Now, I want you to go. Matthew chapter nine. And I will be reading from verses 18 to 22. Matthew nine. I'm still reading from the New King James Version. Saints, pause the tape when you come back. We'll be on the same page. And I am reading while he spoke, talking about Jesus, these things to them. He was talking to his disciples. Behold, a ruler came and worshiped him saying, my daughter has just died, but come and lay your hands on her and she will live. Now this man knew for him to tell Jesus what to do. He knew that Jesus could do it. He seen or heard that Jesus, the Messiah was here healing people, laying hands on them. Uh, not sure if he had heard that Jesus could send his word. You can believe that he, he, uh, can heal from wherever he is and receive the healing verse 19. So Jesus arose and followed him. And so did his disciples. Cause that's who he was with and verse 20. And suddenly a woman who had a flow or an issue of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. Touch to Jesus's garment for she said to herself, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made whole. This is a faith that surpasses all understanding. Hallelujah. Chills went through me reading this. I don't care how many times I read it. Chills go through me, but I like those scriptures to go in my spirit because I'm always praying for healing and that I remain healthy until the day my physical body gives out. Hallelujah. But I want y'all to check this out. Verse 22, but Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter, your faith has made you well, or either made you whole, maybe in your uh, version of the Bible. Your faith has made you well, and the woman was made well from that hour. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, somebody. Now, he continued on. Remember, he was on his way to save someone's daughter. OK, to heal someone's daughter who had died. Uh, but on the way through, somebody who had faith pulled that healing power out of Jesus just with her belief. She held on to that belief. She knew it. She said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. She said it before it happened. Now, that's a faith. That surpasses all understanding. And verse 23 says, when Jesus came into the ruler's house. And saw the flute players and the noisy crowd wailing. Verse 24, he said to them, make room for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. Now, when the master says the person is not dead, but they sleeping, you better believe it. Okay, the latter part of verse 24, and they ridiculed him. They ridiculed Jesus. They didn't know who he was. Not the ones who was doing the ridiculing, but the one who came and asked him to come heal, uh, save his daughter because she had died. He believed in him. That's why he went to Jesus. When you go to God, let me tell you something. You must first believe that he is, that he exists, and that he is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. So if you go to him, you need to expect some results. Verse 25 says, but when the crowd was put outside, Jesus put all of the ridiculers outside, all of the non-believers outside. He went in and took her by the hand and the girl arose. All he did was reach down and and took about a hand and the girl got up. And verse 26 says, and the report of this went out into all the land. Verse 27, when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, son of David, have mercy on us. They knew he was the Messiah. They knew he was the healer. The fact that he, they called him son of David. Remember, that's what the Bible says. Son of David, because he was born out of David's household, because his mother Mary and his father Joseph comes from the lineage of David, King David. Verse 28, and when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? See, that's what people getting stuck at. You walking by faith and not by sight. You looking at your illness and you don't believe And I'm showing you scriptures why it's not working, saints. You must believe. Let's read 28 again. And when he had come into the house, talking about Jesus, the blind men came to him. So it was more than one in there who needed healing. And Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord, we believe. Verse 29 And then Jesus touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be done to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. According to your faith, be it done unto you. Saints, do you hear? Do you see where we are going? Do you understand now why things are not happening in your life? Why people are not being delivered? why people are not being healed. Do, do you get it? I just want you to see why. Because if you understand the why, you will start to turn your belief system around and get all the negative people out of your ear, all the naysayers out of your ear. Oh, this, stuff, this Jesus stuff don't work. No, it don't work for you with your unbelieving self. It don't work for you. But for those who believe, the master says, then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. That's verse 29. And verse 30 says, and their eyes were open. Now he said, according to your faith, let it be done unto you. So that means they believed. They believed he can do it because verse 30 confirms and their eyes were opened. And Jesus sternly warned them saying, See that, no one knows it because people constantly were following him. He was on his way <laughs> to do what he really came here to do, to die for the sins of the world. Verse 31, but when they had departed, they spread the news about him in all that country. Now, saints, I wouldn't have been able to keep it quiet either. We ain't supposed to keep it quiet today. We supposed to spread that love and spread that truth. But I would not have been able to keep my that that healing to myself either. Now, we're going to stop right here, saints. Yes, because it was an hour last week. It's 35 minutes, 36 minutes this week. Saints, we are continuing uh, with this series of Faith That Surpasses All Understanding uh, next weekend. And saints, I hope you learn something from this. We are going to go even deeper. We have to. You know why? Because you need to understand for for God to move in your life, you got to have that type of faith that surpasses all understanding. You have to have it. Jesus came not to destroy man. Do you understand this, saints? He came. He didn't come so that he could destroy man. Absolutely not. Jesus came so that he can heal man and deliver man. No, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy, but based on your faith, Your faith, be it unto you. And that is for healing. That is for deliverance. That is for a new and better job. That is, if you are praying for unity and peace on the job, God can just put peace in your area. Or he'll put peace in your heart so strong because there is a peace that surpasses all understanding too. He could put that peace in your heart to where nothing around you bothers you. But you got to believe, saints. Come on now. You have to believe. And saints, look, with that said, continue to walk in love, grow in faith. Remember that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you just heard the word of God. That's why I share scripture. I don't give you that bogus talk trying to talk your language. I talk the language of the Lord because there's power in God's word, not in man's word. Saints, please trust God and not man. Don't trust yourself. Just believe, put everything you see. Because let me tell you, what you see can be a faith killer. You need to block out what you see. It took me a while to get to where I am today with, with my faith. I had to grow to where I am, but I grew by just trusting God's word and acting on his word and believing his word. If God said it, he'll do it because Jesus went around confirming the word of the Lord. He confirmed God's word spoken of by the prophet that he was going to be performing miracles. And he did. That's how they were supposed to know that he was the Messiah. But those who didn't know the word didn't know who he was because I'm going to digress just a little bit here. Because what happened is the the rulers of the synagogue and uh, the scribes and the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they are the rulers of the synagogue. What they did was add to the laws of Moses and take some out. And you can't do that. God doesn't allow us to add to his word. And we are not under the law, thank God. We are under grace. We are under a better covenant. So saints, look, with that said, I love you. I know the Lord loves you. He want to heal you. He wants to move in your life, but you got to believe. I just shared these scriptures with you. Look, I hope you wrote them down. Play this episode for your friends who have doubt so that they can know why God is not moving in their lives. God still exists. He's still healing and delivering, but we got to believe saints with that said, Peace out. I hope you were blessed by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this particular episode or any previous episodes, please send your comments or questions to talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. And if you would like to support this podcast financially, because it has been a blessing to you. Go to one of my five podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Radio Public, and contribute an amount of your choice. Or you can send your seed to me via Cash App, dollar sign, Dr. Kamla D. That's dollar sign, capital D, lowercase R, capital C, lowercase A-M-A-L-E, capital D. Anything you choose to send will be greatly appreciated. Now, until next time, saints, remember that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We walk by faith, not by sight. I am your host, Dr. Kamala D, rightly dividing the word of truth in peace and love. Thank you for tuning in and I hope to see you next time.